of MLGU listeners. Today is a big day because as you may have noticed when you hit play on this episode, today we've got our very first two-parter. There is so much to learn when it comes to science and love and falling and like falling again that we decided we didn't want to squeeze it all into a single episode and have to leave out any of the excitement. So spoiler alert, the ending of part one may feel just a little abrupt. Prepare yourself. Um, hey, Emily. Hi, Olivia. Guess what we're talking about today? Love. Um, <laughs> you started me off on the wrong key. Love. No. Okay. God damn it. Just don't. Do you ready? Just don't. Just love. No. No, it's too high. Here I'm going to, I'm going to start. Emily, what do we, just say it. I'm okay. just going to need you to say it. What are we talking about today? It's so important. Love. Love? Banana. No, no. <laughs> L. Is for the way you look. Bama. Not yet. Oh my. <laughs> Add me. Oh. Is for the only one I see. V is very, very. Bama. No. <laughs> Extraordinary. <laughs> e. Oh. Is even more than anyone that you adore and love. <laughs> I will cue you. Okay, here we go. So when I say the word patriarchy, oh well. Let's... I'm clench your butthole. <laughs> I love Daddy my dad. I like you. Freaking Google it. Keep going. Yeah, I'll shut I'm up. trying to talk about Christian shame. If you don't know who these people are, I'm Emily. And I'm Olivia. You're like the And also the war. Have you heard about that story of the girl that sat on a broom and died? I was like two steps away from doing it. Don't have sex with people you don't like. Maybe you can flap it on and just get it on. You imagine telling your daughter that? Well, you shouldn't talk about that. That's bad. Learning what like a sexual partner is and learning what respect yeah. is and learning what love is. It's a hard journey we're on. Oh, we're talking about love. Mm. I'm so excited for this series. I can't tell you how excited I am for this series today. Why are you so excited about it? Just because I love love. I really do. Like, it's only hurt me, but man, do I love it. (laughs) It's so funny because when you said I love love, I think I threw up in my mouth. I know. That's fine. I just, love has been around for a long, long time. Since the dawn of time, dare I say. Do we even know? You know what's also been around for a long, long time? Murder. Oh, that's a different side Are we of doing a coin? series on that? When are we doing a series on murder? <sighs> is that part of making love and growing up? It is. Trajectory? I mean, people kill <laughs> when sex is involved. Some t- all of the time? That's a fact. That's... <laughs> I'm just saying facts. Uh, Olivia, do you have a book there? I do. Oh, what are you going to read to me? I don't know. I'm going to ask you what you'd like me to read to you. I I have um, in front of me a very dear book. It's Poems by the poet Hafiz, which is a, uh, he's the great Sufi master, a a Persian poet um, who was around in the 1300s and has some wonderful, wonderful things to say about love. And I have two different selections from this um, uh, book called The Gift. I would recommend it to anyone out there. I have two poems. Which one do you want to hear? These beautiful love games. Or instead, um, 
Imagination does not exist. Which one? They're both love poems. The the love games. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. I kind of like the other one better. Well, I'll do this. I like games. Okay. Young lovers wisely say, let's try it from this angle. Maybe something marvelous will happen. Maybe three suns and two moons will roll out from a hiding place in the body our passion has yet to ignite. Old lovers say, we can do it one more time. How about from this longitude and latitude, swinging swinging from a rope tied to the ceiling? Maybe a part of God is still hiding in the corner of your heart. Our devotion has yet to reveal. Bottom line, do not stop playing these beautiful love games. What does that make you feel? What does that make me feel? That makes me feel like there are there's endless possibility to sustaining love. But that's not what we're talking about today. What we're talking about today is that fiery, burning, all-consuming passion that is falling in love. Wow. Well, the science of love. That's what we really want to talk science about. Science of falling, particularly. Because it's funny, because love itself... Um, has a lot of different uh, connotations to it, right? Right. It does. Yeah, I think we throw it around a lot. I think we don't know how to define falling it. in love. I have a, I have trouble being like, is that love though? You know, all of that uh, passion and and from what we've researched here, a lot of chemicals and um, obsession and things like that. So that's what I'm curious about. What is what is falling in love, and and is it is it really love? That's kind of what I'm. I'm, I'm yeah, and about. what the heck is happening when you're falling in love, and yeah. where does this love shift from attraction to falling head over heels? You know, mm-hmm. what is it? Yeah, I want to know. Um, I I too have a quote. <gasps> um, very exciting. Yes, um, and it more so pertains to um the initial stages of falling in love. Ooh, excellent. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's dated back a bit. Mm. Okay, so it's happening. It's becoming weird. Not weird in a sense that I feel awkward about that night with Lily, but more so bummed. And I'm trying to figure out what I'm bummed about. Not bummed with the night itself. It was after the laughing, the high-fiving, the brief holding hands that I quickly stopped because I knew that's not what this was. Call me crazy, but I am seeing that I am coming off as the girl that doesn't need eggs, that she just fucks and it's casual, but I'm not. I'm not casual. I'm so bummed in myself for making it seem like I'm not the girl that needs eggs in the morning. Oh, my God. Written by Emily Browning after her first threesome. Oh! (laughs) Surprise! (laughs) Surprise! (laughs) Eggs in the morning. You want to know something funny about eggs in the morning? I was probably... uh, uh, maybe 10 years old and I bought a shirt from Victoria's Secret that said how do you like your eggs in the morning whoa I didn't know what that meant that's romantic I just like the yellow shirt that's romantic because <laughs> eggs eggs means you feel comfortable enough after spending a night together to continue right oh that's lovely yes so that's taking the, that. that's taking attraction to the next stage of relationship attraction 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 that's a very important part of this conversation, is well, it not? Well, that's what I want to talk about. Uh, Olivia, can you tell me the last time you were attracted to someone? And I'm talking like you walk in a room, like either it's a bar or a party, and you're and, and suddenly you're just struck with this overwhelming sensation like, dude, I am into this person. Oh um, ooh, today in the Apple store. <laughs> Are you serious? Get out. 
Are you serious? <laughs> the Apple Genius Bar guy was really cute. That helped me out. Oh my. Okay, please describe. So, when was the first? What's the first thing you noticed about him? Um, that I was attracted to. <laughs> <laughs> he just was my type. He had like two nose rings. <laughs> he was my type. I can't wait for like five of our friends yeah. to get two nose rings after listening like, to this. Hey, Olivia, how's it going? <laughs> Do you like my nose? I love your nose. It's. <laughs> Fine. Okay, so he had two um, nose rings. Yeah, he had two nose rings. He was pale. He was taller than me, but not too tall. Uh, he had lovely, like, green eyes, and he had a very nice haircut that kind of just fell in front of his forehead. And, I don't know, his vibe was just a little spice of bad boy, but, like, he loves his mom. That's what it was. Oh, my God, that's totally... And then he was helping me out, and he asked me about my trip, and I told him about my trip, and I was like... You should come on that trip with me. Mm. I didn't say that. I didn't say so he should come on that trip with me, but I wanted him to. Right. That would have been spontaneous of you. From my research, because today, Emily Browning, myself, will be talking more about what's happening in the attraction phase, and you, Olivia, are going to mm-hmm. be talking about the more falling in love phase. Yes. that uh, I'm going to be specifically diving really into the honeymoon phase um, and uh, a little bit on attachment styles. I have some things on attraction that I'll just like kind of weave into whatever you are going to say. Please yeah. lead, and I will follow yeah. along. Uh, okay. Excitedly. Yeah. Excited. I'm here. Oh, God. I'm here. I just love the way you talk. I'm your biggest fan. Um, <laughs> My God, thank you so much. Would you like an autograph? Very. Would you I, like me to sign one of your breasts? Um, God, no, because then you have to sign the other one. I, I very much, I Both? like, I like e- equal on my body. Um, I like symmetry. Symmetry. Yeah. Equilibrium. Yes. Which actually people are more attracted to symmetrical faces, symmetrical Did you learn bodies. That? No, that's just like that's a fun just a fact. fact. Yeah. So there are five things that go into being attracted to somebody. And I'm going to start with the least interesting ones first. Cool. Work my way up to the most interesting one. How do we Great. feel? I love that. So the it's least, bad news first, good news yeah, later. Yeah. The least interesting one, but the most common one is physical attractiveness. Like, of course, we get well, that. Well, what does that mean even? Well, well, like today, you like that he had... Um, it was just his it, the green way eyes. Looks. Yeah, exactly. That's just the way he looks. His okay. body, gotcha. like a, a woman's a woman's body. I, I think physical attractiveness can also be pheromones. The way someone smells, what they are seeping into your yes. subconscious, right? Ooh, Their presence, the sweat. We all felt. We've all felt that. Like I've gone on a date with somebody and they smelt weird, and I was like, this won't Ooh, this no, won't no, work. No, no. And I think that's literally our bodies telling each other we shouldn't have babies together, and that's fine. Doesn't mean you're an ugly person. I just think maybe there's something wrong in you and in me. Maybe deep down, it's in your maybe we would make bad babies. That later. But yeah, yeah, that exactly. is so interesting. Maybe the babies wouldn't be ugly; they just be unhealthy or something. Like maybe. have chicken pox forever. They could, you know. So, so if you go on a date, talking. yeah. If you go on a date and uh, someone smells weird, be like, I don't want my kids to have chicken pox what forever. If it was like really sweaty, and they just said like, work. I don't know. Actually, you probably still yeah. be attracted to. Their I've been sweat. attracted to sweaty guys. Like, yeah. I've, oh my god, I dated this guy and he sweat coconuts. So sweaty. Okay. So coconuts. okay. So the least the least interesting <laughs> thing to me is physical attractiveness because we get that we're all striving that to do that and be that. Okay. Um, so more common for women, what they're more looking for is self characteristics, and then men are more drawn to partner characteristics. I don't know what this self-characteristics and partner characteristics is. Do you think that self-characteristics is you're looking at the person who they are as Uh a person and then the partner characteristics is how they compliment me as a partner? Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah Okay. Yeah. So those are two separate things. There we go. Look at learning contribute. on the spot. I love it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just <laughs> making up shit, guys. 
yeah, you're coming informed. to conclusions. That's and what also, you're doing. if if you correct me, if you send us an email at making love and growing up at gmail.com, which I am 98% sure that's our email. It is. Okay, thank God. I can it, I, if you, you want to fact check us and email us, please do. Oh, I would lovingly it. love to recant. I want a whole episode of just recanting every fact, being like, in episode two, we said. <laughs> and that's incorrect, yeah, yeah. my friends. Yeah. Um, okay, so the f- the fourth um, f- principle behind being attracted to somebody what, is... One, two, and three, sorry. We have physical attractiveness. We know this. We have self-characteristics. Who is this person? I like that. We have partner characteristics. How can this person make me a better me? And then moving on to the similarity principle. <gasps> you like hiking? Oh, my God. I, Olivia, I love hiking. I love hiking as much as oh, more than you like. Oh my god! Love I hiking. have a beagle. You? Have, I grew you, up with beagles. Oh, oh wait, we I have breed so, beagles. You know when like I literally once was da- like kind of dating, not even dating, about to date a guy, and I had just lost a toenail, and he was like, "Yeah, I lost a toenail," and I was like, "We both lost. We both lost a we toenail. Lost. We, we both we understand loss. Loss." <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I was like, we are meant to be. We are meant to be. You know what's funny? And I have this book next to me, and I want to somehow plug it because I read it um, while I was waiting for my phone to be prepared, uh, repaired, um, prepared, repaired, whatever. Yeah. Um, Alain de Bouton, uh, Alan de But Botton. <laughs> it's fine. You'll figure it out. It's pronounced Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> <laughs> it is not by Ellen. We love Ellen. It's not by Ellen. Alan de Baton, but Alain de Baton. Essays in Love. I was just reading this. This thing is brilliant. It's basically like a story, which is what you're talking about. Literally, like that that aspect of like comparing yourself and waiting for the other person to like say something that you're like, oh, me too, me too, me too. And, f- and borderline lying about like <laughs> how much you care about something. He like does a brilliant, brilliant job of like making the psychology intertwine with like a story of someone falling in love. And literally he describes every experience of like falling in love with a girl from like his first meeting her on an airplane to their first date and like obsessive thoughts like all of the things you're talking about it's like (laughs) he describes it in motion and like she likes chocolate i'm realizing that's the only thing that i can figure (laughs) out that uh, that is in a mate she she um she likes chocolate she dumped a guy because he didn't like chocolate i have to really like chocolate so he like (laughs) he's like i'm gonna order the double chocolate cake (laughs) oh my god so it's it's wonderful and and sad what we do. We've all done that. Oh, I mean, yeah. I used to stop when I liked this guy when I was fourteen. I would go on his home computer because I babysat his um, siblings. I would go through his computer and I'd go through his iTunes and I would write down all the music he was listening to, which was a lot of rap. And I was <laughs> not like, into rap, but I was like, I love rap so much. And he played basketball, and I was like, I love basketball. And I totally carried that all through high school. All the guys that I liked, and like one time, the first guy I really dated when I was 18 about a month into our relationship we kind of got in this awkward phase and he just looked at me one day and he was like do you think I want to date myself <laughs> and I wanted to be like yes yes <laughs> I think you might, my friend, yeah. or at least date someone that is yourself plus everything you lack, which is another good yeah. point, uh, which is like you're trying to find a person 
that uh, both encompasses everything that you um, are, but also everything that you want to be, which is mm. another reason why we idealize the which other when not, we're falling in love. But not real. That's not no, 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 real. It's not. It's totally a false self thing, yeah. which is crazy. Well, and that's and that's kind of like like love at first sight, right? I'm mm-hmm. talking about attraction. Mm-hmm. The difference is that real is is love at first sight real, or is it lust at first sight? I just feel like I I fell in love when I saw him. Uh, we met, my husband and I, in Hawaii. I was nursing and uh, I was standing at the bus stop waiting for my bus and this very handsome young man was standing there also waiting for the bus and we started chatting. And I noticed he had a guitar case in his hand which I thought was very interesting. And anyway, got on the bus and we started talking again and we began dating. He asked me out that night. And so we went out and dated and there was just, he was different from anyone I'd ever gone out with. He was in the music business, which appealed to me also. And I mean, it just, everything just fell into place. I just... I knew. I just knew. Six weeks later, we were married. (laughs) I only believe in lust at first sight. Um, What's happening? Oh, you're having the hots for that person? (laughs) My ex, that's the best example I have. I have never looked at someone across a room and been like, we're meant to be together. To be fair, I like totally like seen him on like the work bus and like kind of like crush on him because he was hot. But we just like literally like stared at each other at this holiday party and like started walking towards each other and started talking. But I realized um, that just because we've been like checking each other out before and also we totally much matched on Bumble like a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And then of course I unmatched with him because it's a coworker. I just like kept on trying to make it work because I was like, it's because we locked eyes in the room. It's meant to be together. He doesn't understand. <laughs> When I was ignoring all the signs that were like incompatible. I mean, love is something that needs to be grown and is built off substance. And you don't get substance from knowing someone for like just looking at them. No. Yeah, we so we met in the airport. Okay. And so then you're just looking at everybody and you're kind of like, you know, just like sizing people up. You're like, oh, okay, like these are my new classmates. And I just saw her and I was like, oh, whoa. Like, she's the girl I'm gonna talk to. Like, out of all these girls, I'm like, whoa, like, that's the one, like, I wanna get to know. And so, I think she actually came up to me, introduced herself, and, you know, we got to know each other, like, over the coming days. But that first initial, like, whoa, like, I wanna get to know her, was totally, I would, you, I would never say love at first sight, but it was desire at first sight. It was like, whoa, like, out of all these people, like, you are the one that stands out to me. And I would say the love at, you know, first conversation so we connected just naturally just as friends and we just we we had similar interests and we had similar passions and the way we lived our life was was the same in a lot of ways whereas i think for both of us we felt this mutual thing that like oh well other people aren't really like noticing but like alex gets it like and there was just this connection on Mm. top of the physical attraction that was there before i even knew her name and so 
that's that. As far as love at first sight, uh, I mean, I think it's more of a desire at first sight, which is, a, if that's there, then, you know, that was there for me, so more power to you. But <laughs> yeah, I would think that love would have to be cultivated over time. Do I dare say what I have a small, very minuscule, but interesting theory that I found from my research on Darwinian sexual mating? <laughs> um, yeah, now you have to share. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> I am on the tip of my seat. It's, it's similar to what you literally just said, but um, let's take a look at um, animals. Shall we? Oh, yes. So uh, Darwin studied sexual selection, right? And so he coined a process that we call mate choice, which basically means that animals compete with one another and evolve preferred traits to win mating opportunities. Mm. And it's instinctual. It's like mm -hmm. in their DNA to evolve, to uh, biologically change themselves in order to fit a potential partner so that's in animals Wait, right how do they change they just they well they evolve slowly over time <gasps> well right yeah so peacock's feathers are getting bigger yes. and bigger mm -hmm, and colors mm -hmm. get brighter yes, and absolutely and dicks yes. get bigger no i'm just kidding i have no idea <laughs> no you're actually so right are you like, serious no, peacocks is a very good example oh, of okay. like oh, peacocks, what not the dicks. species <laughs> okay uh, i thought i was on to something <laughs> I don't know about dicks. No, I no, I am aware of this concept, Olivia. And sometimes I go, maybe I just didn't make it. Like maybe I just need to die alone because I like through Darwinism, I'm not good enough, <laughs> not good enough to carry on the line. Well, right, but it's it's funny because like that's what attracts like an animal to another animal, right? Like you uh, achieve the traits that I need to keep uh, a strong line of my species going. Yeah, human beings though. Uh, do we have some of that at an instinctual level? That's what I'm curious about attraction is that like, is there some instinctual part that like, but it's, it's funny too. Cause like, we're all attracted to different types of people apparently like, you know, well, we all have different goals for what a successful life is. So depending yeah, or on your like your goal. family line, you know, yes. like what's a successful, like yeah. how, and I, in my ideal, I, I guess thinking for me, ideally, it's like, how can we have like a generation upon generation uh, be sustained and survive and so like is that like wealth is that beauty is that oh my physical well, strength we'll think, oh my god we'll <laughs> like if i want to create an app like i'm going to be attracted to a guy wearing an apple watch who has quick wi-fi at his house you know what i'm saying <laughs> like, and, Ooh, yeah exactly. what I need. <laughs> yeah exactly like he like might not have like the looks right but like his He's like quick Wi-Fi and the fact that he knows what a Bitcoin is makes me feel safe, right? So it's not muscles that make oh, me feel that's safe. that's another thing it's, too. Yeah. Protection. Protection. Protection is So huge. now it's almost like a, like technology is protection Ooh. more so than muscles. Or, or intelligence. Or intelligence. Intelligence. Yeah, like intelligence a is, Yeah, Ooh, absolutely. nerds out there, get oh, ready, yeah. hold your horses, nerds out there, we yeah. coming for and, you. And, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, but what about women? Silicon Valley. Oh, okay. Oh, wow, we were kept going. I didn't had nothing to give you there. <laughs> it's fine. Google. It's so funny. Google boys. Wow. I have no... I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm just going to let Olivia talk for the next five minutes. <laughs> 
See, like me. So remember when I told you that guy that texted me, we were kind of flirting back and forth and he goes, hey, do you have a good body? Because I put a lot of work into mine. So it's only fair that I ask for one. And I go, uh, no, I don't. But um, I have a good personality and I put a lot of work into that. So I was wondering if like you also have a good personality. But like, what if you balance each other out? Like you got the good bod. I got the good personality. Our children are like the trifecta. (laughs) What do you think about this? So people getting plastic surgery. Okay. It's weird because their body is going, I'm drawn, right? Because ample breasts, right? Tell one thing. Wide hips tell you something. This is for like. Nutrients. Yes. But but, but, but it's fake. (laughs) Give me no nutrients. Yeah. So it's like, and there's nothing against too. Like if you have chosen to get plastic surgery, like I don't. It's your body. It's your body. But like. What I'm saying is, like, what does that do for your babies? You know what I'm saying? It's almost like we're tricking ourselves. Like, oh, I'm oh, so yeah. attracted to her. It's she so is such, wild. Like, for some reason, my brain is telling me that, like, oh, her ample breasts tell me that she's, like, fertile and can, like, a child will be on them. But it's, like, not real. Right. Oh, wait, wait, wait. This leads to my fifth characteristic of attraction. That's exciting. What is This it? is my favorite one. Ooh. It's called reciprocity. Reciprocity? Recipe, a recipe for love. A recipe preposity. A, a preposterous recipe. Reciprocity. Reciprocity. Prin- <laughs> reciprocity principle. Cool. Which means you both like each other. Yes. Which, Which means, means you know, you're both no, in love means, with each other. No, it means no, that's no, never no, happened to no, me. No, Olivia, Olivia, <laughs> Olivia, yes. stop crying. I'm sorry. This is okay. So emotional. That's not what reciprocity means. Oh, tell it me means, what it means you start to like someone because they like you first. Oh no! So you're talking. <laughs> Isn't that great? That's so that's so MySpace so like relevant. for like. It's so it's so like I'll like your picture if you like. <laughs> no, how often? This is a real thing. I didn't know there was a term for this. Well, apparently it is because I'm debating whether or not I'm ha- I actually have a crush on this guy that I think might be falling in love with me, and I'm like, do I like you? I might be starting to have real. a crush on you. It's real. When I know a guy's attracted oh, no. to me, it makes me feel sexy. It makes me feel like Dude, validated. Shit, I and then right. oh, God and a part it. of a part of what they say is like having a good partner knowing that someone's relationship is sustainable is if you have if you're calm if you have a steady heart rate around them like wow. you can be calm because think about how many people you start dating you have so much anxiety that's not guys that's a well, sign that it's not kind of working well no that's um i'll go back to essays in love by alan here <laughs> It's funny because it's all on the falling in love stage and he's being in love within himself and without like outside of himself being like I am like faking a lot of this and like I can't help being obsessed and like oh shit I can't help this uh you know stage that I'm in but uh here's hoping for the best that she doesn't notice that I'm totally lying about the fact that I love chocolate cake cuz I'm actually allergic. <laughs> oh my god plot twist. When I was 19, there was this girl that I really, really liked, and she was, she worked in the cafeteria behind the uh, the sub stand. And so one day, I just mustered up the courage, went up there, said, "Hey, what are you doing Friday night?" And she said, "Nothing." And I said, "I want to take you out." And she said, "Okay." And it was it really went really well. I was super nervous, but that happened. So I'm like, "Okay, I'll go back to the room." And my roommate's in there. I said, "Stan." You'll never believe, dude. Me and Chloe going out Friday night, and he's super, super hyped. And he's like, where are you gonna take her? And I haven't thought of any of the logistics or anything. Dude, I don't know. Oh, maybe I could borrow like your car. He's like, no, I'm not gonna be around. Maybe, Ricky, maybe, can, I, can I borrow your car? I'm not gonna be around. And so I called this limo company and I asked them, hey, out of curiosity, you know, how much would it be Friday night? Like, 
whatever. And he quotes me, it's like $450. So I said, ah, uh, I was like, well, sir, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be frank with you. Uh, I'm really broke, I'm in college, and I'm proposing on Friday night. Is there any way that you could just cut me a discount? I'm so sorry, I just, just before. And he said, okay, I'll do it for $100. And I, <laughs> I said, sure, you got a deal. Friday night comes by. And I picked this girl up from her house, just open the door, say, like, hey, you ready to go? Yeah, and like walk out the door. And just like the movies, the guy is standing there with the hat on, with the open door, and she just kind of freezes, and she didn't know what was happening. Um, but she's like, is this for me? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. And so we get in, but then once we get in, I think the limo driver just kind of like, he kind of got with the spirit of the whole proposal thing. So there was champagne in the back, and he had roses. And there was like, I was like, oh my gosh. And so she's just like, did you do this for me? And I was like, I'm thinking that this is now a little bit overboard, but now I'm just like going with it. Like, yeah, absolutely. I just know that, you know, you, you've done so much for other people. And I know you planned your sister's birthday. That was great. But you know, I wanted to do something nice for you. And I'm just like, I'm just winging this. I was 18 years old and my wife now, who was 17, went to Canada for a week and I was camping with my buddies and they couldn't believe that I was taking time to write a 14 page letter to her. They made fun of me and everything else. That's not something you do while you're camping. <laughs> write a letter to your girlfriend. <laughs> but I felt good about it. Probably the first letter I wrote to anybody. 14 pages, yeah. high school I read three Jane Austen books because I was in love with this girl who really liked Jane Austen. I read the books, I tried to join their book club, I made a cake for the book club, my mother drove me there and back. Uh, the cake melted in the back of the car as we drove there and they told me once we got there that the club was cancelled. So I had a whole cake to then eat after. Oh, I also joined a forum for Jane Austen just to try and get into it, just so this girl would talk to me about it. So there was a time when I was leaving a function with a group of friends, and uh, for whatever reason didn't have my car that day, and this guy who I was interested in was uh, like, oh, I'll, take, I'll drive you home, no big deal. And I was like, great, awesome. This will be our chance to like talk one-on-one, -on -one, get to know him a little bit more. And so he had made a joke earlier that day about being an emotional escapist. And not that that's exactly an appealing quality, but uh, the way he joked about it made it sound like there was sort of something there. And me being me, I got in the car with him and brought that up, initially joking about it, but then kind of was like, fishing for like, well, what are, what are you emotionally running from? I think in my mind, I had been hoping like, oh, if, if he shares something vulnerable with me, I'll be able to just receive it and make him feel really heard. And then he will, by extension, be more interested in me. Which, looking back, I think is sort of ridiculous now because that's sort of like looking at someone and being like, hey, what is your deep pain? Or like, tell me about your trauma. And mind you, this is like a five minute car ride from where we're going to where I was living at the time.
They say that a person's self-esteem also has a significant impact on the frequency and mannerisms of reciprocal liking. While those with positive self-esteem respond to reciprocal liking, those with negative self-esteem seem to prefer working with people who are critical of them. Interesting. Self-esteem creates a set of implicit expectations about what is possible and appropriate to us. So... People who typically might like themselves have a positive mindset about themselves. When someone likes them, Mm, they go, mm, yeah, mm. you do. Maybe I like you too. But someone who's like, likes you, they're going to go, no, you don't. Why would you like this? Oh, my God. Okay. This totally leads into the attachment styles because there's four different attachment styles. And the one that actually is sustainable for like long-term relationships is the one that you were talking about. That's like, they have positive, like self outlook. They like are healthy and they're like, oh yeah. Okay. Sure. (laughs) God, who are those people? (laughs) Oh, you like me? I like me too. Let's go skip around. You would like me. So, Olivia, how do you go from being attracted to someone and then making that real? Like, how, when when you start connecting, what then happens? Oh, like, when you're actually like, oh, shoot. Like, it's not just like, okay, so let's use the, the genius bar guy example. I was, like, attracted to him today when he was helping me repair my phone. <laughs> but, like, we go on a date and he's like, mm, yeah, I like mm, bugs. <laughs> Are you not into bugs? Does could, that not I could be for him? <laughs> oh, you could be. So is this the similarity principle, or is this yes. okay? I can get into that part of my brain where I'm like praying mantises, man. So meditative, am I right? Like, then, then we go into spirituality. But no, next I'm time kidding. I see you, you're like wearing a visor with like a caterpillar on a your bug's chest. life shirt. I'm like, wow, Olivia, you changed. <laughs> but I, I want to use that as an example because, like, we could go on a date and I could be like, whoa, twenty minutes in, no chemistry. Yeah, he's just like live with my mom and I love her and I'm never moving out. <laughs> and you're like and you're like wow, you didn't have this accent at the Apple bar. I try to be professional. <laughs> I'm not in love with him. I could I'll forget him out tomorrow. But if I wanted a date with him and he starts talking to me about Richard Rohr, I'm finished. Like you know, like oh no, yikes, I'm there. And if we like go there, then like oh my god, then then I'm like I'm in danger. In danger? Wow, what a cliffhanger, folks. I tried to tell you at the top of the episode that it was going to end when you least expected it, and now we're here. But don't worry, because Making Love and Growing Up drops an episode every other Monday. So next, next Monday, when you have a chance, you can put on part two of The Science of Falling in Love. Thanks so much for listening to Making Love and Growing Up. We couldn't make this podcast without the amazing MLGU team, which includes our editor and producer, Kayler Myers, our audio engineer, Aiden DeYoung, our theme song created by Jordan McKinney, and our graphic designer, Chad Swanson. If you enjoy what you hear, please take a minute to subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts. We would be so grateful. To keep tabs on episodes and what's coming up next, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at mlgu.podcast or just type in Making Love and Growing Up. Finally, we'd love to hear from you. Send us an email to makingloveandgrowingup at gmail.com. We'd love to read episode feedback, personal stories, and even topics you want to hear more about. This was fun. And this is MLGU, signing off. Banana! Banana! Oh, Olivia's going to kill me.